Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported thousands of women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. So if you're frustrated, if you're doubting yourself, if you're not enjoying the journey, there's a better way. Together, we'll break through your past patterns, we'll eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and most importantly, enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, really looking forward to this episode and a couple more episodes like it. In fact, I think we're going to make it a series, so I would love your feedback on today's episode. What I decided to do inside the Primal Potential Facebook group, which is just a free group with incredible people, I said, hey, who wants to talk to me one-on-one? We can talk about whatever you are struggling with because I know so many people feel stuck or they feel like they're just still in this same pattern. They hear tools, they're aware of things they could do, but getting themselves to do it is really challenging. And the other day I had a conversation with somebody, actually had a few conversations and you're going to hear them air on the podcast. Today you're going to hear one of them. I talked to somebody who said, I've been on a weight loss journey for 25 years and I've had some success but then I end up putting the weight back on and it just feels like it's the same thing over and over and over again. And we coached, we had a great conversation and I'm gonna share it with you today. Before I tell you a little bit more about it, I wanna tell you what we are giving away today. A couple weeks ago, I shared that there is a new relaxation and sleep product for kids, though I'm gonna be taking it myself because it's a gummy and I like gummies as well as sleep and relaxation. It's called Kids Calm. That is what I am going to give away today. I'll announce the winner at the end of this show. Actually, I might announce it before the interview airs, just to make editing a little bit easier on myself. But let me tell you about what we're going to talk about today. So I had a conversation with this woman who has been on a weight loss journey for 25 years and just feels kind of frustrated with herself and the sort of on again, off again pattern that many of us can relate to. And she was sharing with me that she's tried every diet under the sun. And she explained that she has a pattern of binge eating or if she's feeling there's been seasons where she felt kind of disconnected in her marriage and turning to food for comfort. And I expressed to her that the diet, the nuts and bolts of what to eat and when and how much, that's not the solution, that food might be the symptom of the problem, but it is not the problem itself. And I explained to her that it's kind of like if you are in a boat and there's a hole in the boat and you just keep bailing water thinking that the problem is the water in the boat, 
you're ignoring the fact that the water in the boat is a symptom and you can stay busy for the rest of your life bailing water out of the boat, but that's not the issue. You have to fix the hole in the boat. And I think for a lot of people, dieting behaviors is the equivalent of bailing out the water and never fixing the hole in the boat. We have a really powerful conversation. I can't wait for you to hear it. And a a big reason that I'm doing this series is because I want to demonstrate that so much of what is keeping us from what we want, what we know we are capable of, whether it's related to weight loss or fitness or getting out of debt or starting that business or improving relationships, it's not the tactics, though we are so drawn to tactics because they are concrete because they're really easy to understand. It is mindset. This coming Monday, if you're listening to this in real time, 10X Mindset goes live. This is my 30-day action-based, super affordable program for 10Xing your mindset so you can 100X your results. And I wanted to have conversations so you can see in real time what it looks like when we get to the root of the problem and how it is tied to the way that you are thinking and what it looks like to upgrade your mindset. So I'm going to dive right into this conversation about struggling with food and weight loss for decades. The link to get on the wait list for 10X Mindset is in the description. It opens up on Monday. So if you want to make sure that you are one of the first ones to get access, be on the wait list, primalpotential.com forward slash 10X dash wait list. That is the link to the wait list. It opens up on Monday. Uh, After that point, I will put the link to register in the show description. So check that out if you haven't already. I'll also put the link to Kids.com as well as a discount code in the show description. The winner of Kids.com for today is C. Corinne 80. C. Corinne 80, if that is you, email me, Elizabeth at primalpotential.com. Within 60 days of today's episode airing, let me know that you are the winner for 1122. What a cool number. And include your mailing address. And you can be eligible to win if you leave a review of this show on whatever platform you are listening. Let's get into the interview. Hopefully... Over the course of 30 minutes, I will be able to help you. I know you said in your message that you have been pursuing weight loss for about 25 years, up and down. Tell me a little bit about where you're at and what you feel like you need some help with. So it's kind of funny when I wrote that, because I was like, wait, 25 years, I guess it made me realize like weight loss journey for 25 years kind of sounds silly. Um, usually people get on a weight loss journey and they're like, Oh, it's, you know, I just started or I'm six months in, but I think I've just been on ever since I, um, got pregnant with my daughter. Um, she, you know, I just, I think it was like that, you know, excitement, fear and all of that. Um, I just started, you know, gaining weight and I noticed I was having like issues afterwards and just my kids, kind of with binge eating okay, and it was sort of that feeling of um, I guess I was pretty like lonely in my in my marriage and stuff and you know I think that's what I turned to Mm -hmm. Um, and I've tried everything any and everything like I would say at least 25 you know different diets that would come across and I would be successful for that short period of time and then it would just go right back and then I would either lose it and then gain it. And it'd always be for a wedding or a 
Sure. Anniversary, just the same thing. Um, I think now I'm getting older. I'm going to be 46 in January. So I think now um, realizing that health is really important and that should be my primary focus because I don't want my kids to have to take care of me and they have a lot of big things coming up, you know, college and things like that. I'm in a different stage of my life, but I just finally got tired. I'm just tired of waking up. If I have a bad day feeling like, like it's almost that feeling of, um, this again, like it's exhausting. I've realized it's exhausting and it'd be nice to live the rest, like half of my life without thinking about, I need to lose weight. You know, what's really interesting in what you said, and I'm always looking for like, what is behind the pattern? What is behind the struggle? And you said that there was a pattern of binge eating and you were feeling lonely in your marriage. And so food was the thing that you turned to. And that tells me it's not about food. Food is the thing that you use. It is the substance, but it's not the problem. And so then when you talk about all these diets and trying at least 25 different things, you're going to approaches that are about food, but food is not the problem. Do you know what I'm saying? If if somebody yeah. is uh, abusing drugs because of their anxiety or their depression or a pattern of abuse, the drug is just the symptom, but it's not the actual problem. And so many people get this wrong with food. They think that their weight, their weight challenge, their weight struggle, their yo-yo, their overeating is about food, but it almost never is. And if it was, then simply being told, eat this, not that would work. The problem is the pattern. The problem is if you are feeling isolated, if you are feeling lonely, if you are feeling overwhelmed or any of those things turning to food. So it's that, it's that handling process, that thinking process that we need to focus on, not the food itself. When you address the cause, then you've really solved things. It's kind of like if you have, if you're in a boat and there's a hole in the boat, The problem is not the water that's getting in the boat. The problem is the hole. And so many people spend their whole lives just trying to bail the water out of the boat with a bucket or a spoon and their work never ends. There's still water here. There's still water here. And that is so often the issue when it comes to people who have decades long struggles with their weight. They are just bailing out water by the bucket full, by the spoonful, which is the food-based approach. I'm trying to eat less. I'm trying to eat more protein. Maybe I'll try keto. Maybe I'll try intermittent fasting. Maybe I'll try this particular plan or that particular plan. Never realizing actually what really would be lifelong in terms of solutions is fixing the hole in the boat. Does that make sense? It does. Absolutely. And I I feel like I did try, like mentally, I was like, you know, I went to a therapist. This was maybe like, um, I don't know, four years ago. And um, because I had gotten up to my heaviest, actually it was right during like pre, like right around 2020, because I was starting, I was home, you know, working home for the first time and everything working remotely. And I noticed that 
it was eating like more and more and more. And I got up to my heaviest in like 2020 ish. Um, and I went to therapy cause I was like, I need help, but I kept trying to find out what the exact like reason was to try to fix it. And for some reason I just couldn't find that, you know what yeah. I mean? Cause it makes sense that it's like an emotional thing, but I couldn't find, I don't know. I probably went for a couple of years and then I was like, I'm healed. Like, but not really. But so I, one of the things that I usually do with my clients when we're trying to look at why, why am I turning to food? It's the conversations you have with yourself. And it's and a, just a made up example here is you say you're not going to have sugar, whatever the food plan du jour is. When then you start to negotiate with yourself, that conversation is oftentimes our starting point, right? So if the conversation is, I'll start tomorrow or I'm too stressed or I don't even care. The that's not necessarily the hole in the boat, but it points to the hole in the boat, right? If you are convincing yourself that when you are stressed, food is the appropriate solution, that conversation is where we get to break in and make some change. Or if you are saying always I'll start tomorrow. I'll start tomorrow. And there is this pattern of not doing what can be done today, today. That is where we can start to affect some change. So do you, do you have a sense of the way that you talk yourself out of your commitments or your intention? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Cause I can give you a great example. Cause I always say, Oh, I was doing good for X amount of time. And like I said, I'm on my weight loss journey, like still 25 years. So we're two days into keto again, like low carb, right? So um, I would say prior to that, my friend had me doing I, uh, a popular diet that a lot of people do, Octavia. And so I was doing like, and I put in quotes like, well, um, and I remember it was so weird. All of a sudden I was working, I was like hungry and I came to the kitchen and I was like, had some leftover like tortellini or whatever that my kids I made for my kids like like a day ago or something and I picked it up and I was like wait you're doing so good and I was like yeah but just this one time just this one more time and then I'll get back on again so I'm really hungry right now <laughs> just this one more time and so if the problem is I'm it. really hungry right now you've got options but you weren't looking for options. You were looking for permission. And those are the kinds of patterns. I'll start tomorrow just this one time. It's because I'm really hungry. This is why I really do not advocate people who want to lose weight committing to a program or a plan like keto, like intermittent. You know, you can you can mm -hmm. incorporate strategies, but when you treat it like a religion or this all or nothing pursuit, like if I have the tortellini, I messed up. Now I'm, I ruined the keto day or whatever it is. That is not where the emphasis needs to be. The emphasis needs to be on incrementally improving those patterns of, oh, well, it's here. Oh, well, I'm really hungry. Oh, well, this one thing won't hurt just this one time. Because if the pattern is, I'm looking for a reason to give myself permission and in this moment, it's because it's here, it's because I'm really hungry, and because I'm really hungry, then this is a justified choice. The improvement of that pattern can be, okay, I'm really hungry. 
is there some choice that I can make that's an improvement over tortellini, right? If tortellini is one end of the spectrum and nothing is the other end of the spectrum, what are my other options? Being in the pattern of looking for options instead of seizing the moment to give yourself permission to do whatever is not aligned with your goals. Seeking out options. I'm going to give myself three options in this moment. Maybe one option is I'm going to eat the tortellini. Another option is I'll have half the tortellini. Another option is I'm going to grab a stick of string cheese from the fridge. Another option is I'm not going to have anything at all, right? Get in a habit mm -hmm. of optioning yourself instead of this is either yes or no. Either I have the tortellini or I don't have the tortellini. So often I say all the time on the podcast that binary is the opposite of creativity. Binary is like, well, it's either tortellini or no tortellini. And since I'm really hungry, obviously I'm going to choose the tortellini. Hold on. Let me just give myself options. I'm not out in a desert somewhere, haven't eaten in a week and tortellini is going to save my life. So this isn't an emergent situation. Oh. Let me give myself three options. If that was your practice, instead of I'm trying to white knuckle my way through a keto diet for the sake of weight loss. If instead you said, you know what, for the next two weeks, I'm just going to give myself options. Silly example. We had a, an end of summer party and my husband is known to bringing rummy bears, gummy bears, you soak them in rum party favor. Well, we have an extra bag of gummy bears that didn't get soaked, soaked in rum in the pantry. And the other day I was opened up the pantry looking for something. And I was like, Ooh, gummy bears. Look at that. I can have a handful of gummy bears. Let me give myself three options. One is absolutely. I can have a handful of gummy bears. The other is Maybe I can have two gummy bears after my workout or something like that. The other option is no gummy bears at all. Like, let me just give myself options to think about because when we don't, then the one option we did give looks good. I'm hungry. Tortellini looks good. Mm -hmm. If you practice becoming somebody who just gives yourself more options, you're naturally going to move in the direction of improvement. It doesn't mean that every single time you choose not to have the tortellini, but more often than not, as you give yourself more options, you start to make slightly better choices. Does that make sense? It makes a, like a lot of sense, <laughs> which is, I think, true with when you get on these specific plans or not, because the option is only being it's on sort of that. that plan or, and, and then like during the workday, like another thing that I'll do sometimes is I'll be doing good. Like again, in quotations, maybe it's six weeks this time, but then all of a sudden out of the blue, I'll door dash sometimes is like a, it's good. And it's bad all at the same time, because then I'll just be like, I really want crumble cookies right now. I'm going to order them for no reason though, to what it's, what feels like no reason. I guess I should think more closely to the things I'm thinking about prior to maybe it's stress yep. at work, maybe it's something else and I'll order it and I'll totally start the bench. But that one thing like eating the tortellini or eating the cookie turns into days, weeks, sometimes years of never choosing to get back on track again too. It's well, almost here's like another, here's another mindset upgrade because so many of this is just the way that you think. If you think in terms of like, oh, I really want crumble cookies. Yeah, I can have crumble cookies. And that is the option that you give yourself. 
there's a better way to approach that. Okay, I can I can order crumble cookies, but what are some of my other options? And one of the tools that I use often as a mindset upgrade is how quickly can I get to my next best choice? If I'm going to make the decision for crumble cookies, I'm going to have essentially a good choice chaser, right? So mm. If I'm going to have the handful of gummy bears, if I'm going to have the margarita, one of my practices is how fast can I get to my next great choice? Whether that is I'm going to have a glass of water afterwards, I'm going to have a protein smoothie, I'm going to go for a walk, I'm whatever it is, get in the habit if you are going to negotiate for an indulgent choice, because for most people, the goal of life is not to completely avoid indulgences, but make sure that you have that follow-up plan, especially because you know your pattern that justifying a choice like that can sometimes lead to a day or a week or a month of choices that kind of put you in the hole. Look at, if I'm going to do this, then what investment am I going to make? It's kind of like with money. I have financial goals. And if I'm going to make a decision that kind of runs counter to my financial goals, maybe we decide we're going to get new living room furniture or you know some sort of expense. What am I going to do to counter that impact on my savings goals? What am I going to do to generate more money or to find some additional savings? Or is there something that we can sell to sort of offset bringing something new into the home? I always do this with my kids' toys. If I'm going to get some sort of new thing for my two-year-old, what am I going to donate or sell or throw away so that we're just not constantly having this net influx of stuff? And that very much applies with our habits and our behaviors, even beyond food. If I'm going to do this thing, what is going to go with it so that it doesn't have a net negative on my health? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It does. And it's not the slippery slope. I remember when I was a kid, my mom telling me that if I ate a single M&M, I had to the equivalent exercise to work it off was like running the length of a football field or something like that. Those kinds of thought processes can be really damaging. Like because I ate this, now I have to work it off. But I think of it in terms of seeing your health similar to a bank account. There's deposits and there's withdrawals. There's no arguing that a crumble cookie is not depositing into your health, right? So let's make sure that we're just not depleting the balance, depleting the balance, depleting the balance, and then you're faced with illness. Right. But my yeah, sense makes- is that you would benefit tremendously from starting to give yourself more options. It's not so binary. A lot of people who have decades long dieting behaviors have this deeply ingrained all or nothing mentality. I'm either on or I'm off. I'm eating for weight loss or I'm not eating for weight loss. I'm having a good day or I'm not having a good day. And my sense is that if you could invest in changing that pattern, by seeing everything as giving yourself multiple options, not just this or that on or off, yes or no. And also how do I make sure that I'm following up these choices with an investment in my health, with an investment in my goals? Wow. That's really good. I, I feel like that's huge. I think it's also scary too. Sometimes like when you do go off of a specific plan, then you feel like 
oh wow like sky's the limit right and you want to like mentally rein yourself in somehow so I think it's scary to be to give yourself um like not being on a plan just to like have like a free blank slate if you will like what do you do with that right like what do you what I like to do with my clients is what's the ideal if your ideal for the rest of your life weight aside if you woke up tomorrow at your ideal weight would you still want to do a keto diet then cool you can follow that approach. But when I'm working with clients, especially inside the consistency course, we define what is the ideal. I know what my ideal relationship with food looks like. Day to day, I know that it is mostly meat and veggies, very little starch, very little sugar, because that's how I feel my best. And then indulging two to three times a month in a way that I don't feel like trash afterwards. So indulging a few times a month doesn't mean binging. It doesn't mean going overboard. It's eating foods that don't necessarily add to my health, but I very much enjoy not going to the point where I feel lethargic or bloated or crappy the next day. So my decisions are based on, am I practicing that ideal? I don't have to wait for that to be the ideal. Every single day, every single meal, every single decision is an opportunity to define that ideal. Most people haven't done that work because instead they're looking at it as, how can I eat so that I lose weight? That is like life changing right there. Like to think about it that way. Like, what would you actually like? Cause I think before like diet culture came around, like that kind of like all like decades, like you're saying of diet culture in my brain, like having that clean slate of like, just what would I normally look like eat like, or be like, or how would that be is like such a freeing thing to think about too. Absolutely. And you you started this call by saying, as you get older, you realize how important health is. Well, then what mm-hmm. is a Because this is going to be a forever pursuit. This isn't just a for the sake of fat loss. This is about health and longevity. And so your kids don't have to take care of you. Well, what does eating that way look like? And that you want to be your 85, 90% of the time lifestyle. So what is that? What do you believe that to be that supports those long-term goals And then every single choice you make, you don't have to subscribe to this plan for the sake of weight loss. You can just be the way that you want to be for the sake of health and longevity. Be that way now. Practice that way now. Otherwise, what happens is let's say that you white knuckle your way through weight loss with keto. And then like so many other people the pressure comes off. You don't feel that constant urge to lose weight because maybe you're feeling a little better. You're looking a little bit better. Your clothes are feeling a little bit better. And then people stop and they put the weight back on because they're no longer following that thing that they were doing for the sake of weight loss. They never had a plan for life. So instead of let's do the thing that's going to make us lose weight really fast and then figure it out, which rarely happens, identify the ideal that reflects your long-term goals and priorities as well as your lifestyle because part of what reflects my lifestyle is you know indulging two or three times a month and don't wait create that now practice that now and if it's truly aligned with health then the weight is going to be a byproduct that's so true because I lost in 2021 after I gained I got my heaviest I think I was up to like I was at um was like 287 was my heaviest and I'm only five, three. So it was really, I found out I had diabetes. So I did start, you know, kind of that keto getting rid of like all the carbs and everything. And I lost 80 pounds that year. 
and I felt amazing and I felt great. And I actually reversed the diabetes, which I was like so proud of myself. I took all these like pictures of everything and before and after. And once I did, literally once I knew that I didn't have diabetes anymore, I literally was like, well, I wonder if I could just have like, I think it was pancakes, like some pancakes and that wouldn't affect my sugar if I'm back to like normal again and I gained it all back yeah and now I'm restarting over again I think it's that defeating feeling of just starting over every time and it's like wouldn't that's an illusion yes you're not starting over you know I I mean the days and the weeks and the months are still progressing forward the cumulative effect of these patterns on your body doesn't reset or restart because you declare an arbitrary new start, fresh start, new plan. That sense of like, I messed up and I have to start over. That is completely an illusion and a story you tell yourself. And in 99.9% of cases, it's not an effective story. It's not a helpful story. It doesn't have any sort of positive benefit. The time is just going. So we can just engage right now in this next choice with a decision that is aligned with who and how we want to be. There is no restarting. That is just mental games. That's so, oh my gosh, that is so true. (laughs) There's no restarting. I'm taking so many notes. (laughs) My recommendation for you, whether or not you decide to continue with keto, I want you to really think about What's the ideal? If you woke up tomorrow and were making decisions and going through your days as the version of you that you want to be for health, for longevity, for enjoyment, what does that look like? Be insanely specific and then start to practice that. And when you're negotiating for the crumble cookies, give yourself options. And if and when you choose the crumble cookies or the tortellini, Start to get in the pattern of saying, before I make this choice, before I have the cookie, not afterwards when my chemistry is all impacted by the sugar, what is the great choice I'm going to make after? What is the deposit that I'm going to create for my health, for my longevity, for my wellness? Because you can't keep making withdrawals and think that you can fix it later with a fresh start because there is no fresh start. There is one account figurative account for your health. Just one. Mm. Kind of scary when you think about it that way too. Or empowering. It's all in your perspective. True. True. Yeah. We have a lot more power and authority over our bodies, over our lifestyles, over the trajectory of our future than most of us pretend we do. Because when we say like, oh, well, I'm hungry and it's here, I'll start tomorrow. You're just putting your head in your sa- in the sand. And I think it's a lot better to look at the truth and the reality of things than to continue to put your head in the sand. That is so true. <laughs> that is so true. If you like think about it like that, like you're just kind of like giving up in that moment and you're just kind of like not pushing past just a feeling or a um an idea that just came out of nowhere because you went to go get your regular lunch and then you saw something else and you're like oh i i should have this or whatever so 
or pretending that food is the only way to make yourself feel better. You know, if you're stressed, if you're overwhelmed, if you're tired, if you're hungry, you've got options. The tortellini is not the only option. It's not like, well, if I don't have the tortellini, then I have to suffer through this hard moment. No, you don't. There's like 17 million other choices you can make if you decide that you're going to be a creative, energetic problem solver. I like that creative, energetic problem solver. I would love to do this. Shoot me an email in a couple of weeks or a DM and just give me an update on where you're at, what you've been trying, what challenges or struggles or questions that you have. And I'd love to give you my thoughts on that at that point. 